Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. And by Stone Bank, a community bank supporting entrepreneurs and farmers nationwide with loans guaranteed by the USDA, SBA, and Farm Services Agency. Learn more at StoneBank.com. And the Arkansas Arts Council, empowering the arts for the benefit of all Arkansans. On the web at ArkansasArts.org. Hey everybody, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. On this week's show, we'll be hearing music and interviews with classical and folk music sensation and former Carolina Chocolate Drops member Layla McCullough, recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. Author, folklorist, and songwriter Charlie Sandage will present an overview of the geology of the Ozark Mountains. And I'll be visiting Mark Jones down in the vault, where he's found an archival recording of legendary hammered dulcimer player Jay Round. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Layla McCullough is a New York-born Haitian-American living in New Orleans who sings in French, Haitian Creole, and English and plays cello, tenor banjo, and guitar. She's been deeply influenced by traditional Creole, Cajun, and Haitian music, as well as by American jazz and folk. When she visited us at the Ozark Folk Center last year, we were delighted by the soulful and witty approach she takes with her music. Check out the lyrics to this first song. This is a song called A Day for the Hunter, A Day for the Prey.
day for the hunter, a day for the prey. We all live in uh, New Orleans, and, um, and that's not our, our native home, but um, it's certainly a, a place of great inspiration to all of us. A lot of the music that we're going to play for you tonight probably wouldn't um, be happening if it weren't for us being in New Orleans and, and being inspired by, by living there. My family is from Haiti, so um, some songs I'll be singing in Creole. Uh, Haitian Creole, and um, a lot of my inspiration has come from kind of connecting uh, my Haitian heritage with uh, Louisiana culture and history, um, and I've learned so much about how those two places are connected and, you know, ultimately connected to the, the bigger picture of the United States. Um, but we're going to start with a, a Creole tune from a a uh, fiddler named Kenry Fontenot, and this one is a, a song called Les Places sont mis sur la table, which means all the plates on the table are set. And um, there's three different verses, and the first verse says, where can I find a do-nothing job? And the second verse says, where can I find a woman who's hungry? And the third verse says, where can I find the plates set on my table at my house? Trouver 
Les plaies du mis, les plaies du mis sur la table de ma maison. Thank you. We're going to play uh, a couple of songs for, me, for you from Haiti. Um, the first one comes from a, a tradition of music in Haiti called troubadour music. And, um, and I liken that to kind of old time string band music, but Haitian style. Um, and uh, I started learning about this music sort of uh, almost at the same time that I started learning a lot more about traditional jazz and I started playing banjo and, and realized that there was this incredibly rich tradition of banjo um, in New Orleans, um, but also in Haiti. And, uh, and that the, the sort of uh, musical realms were slightly different, but kind of come from the same place ultimately, at least in my mind and in a lot of things that I've read. And, um, and so we want to play this first song for you. This one's called La Tibonite. And La Tibonite is a valley in Haiti, and it's also a river. And this song is talking about a bad harvest. And it uses this uh, beautiful metaphor of having to bury the sun and the pain of that um, to, to talk about, you know, the, the effect of that in, in, uh, in their life and their community. So uh, we'll play that one for you first, and then... Um, we'll play an upper after that one. <laughs> <laughs> Je vais me sauver 
This next song is about a good harvest. This one's about, uh, this one's saying, uh, thank you, Lord, for ending our misery. The rain is falling and the corn is growing. All of the children are eating, so let's dance. Our Father up in heaven says our misery is over. One, two, three, four. Merci, bon Dieu, garde comme la mise à 
You know, a lot of this music comes from um, various cultural collisions over the past few hundreds of years. And, um, and I think that, uh, you know, that's where my music comes from. And I think that's where a lot of even, you know, old time American music comes from. Um, you know, the fiddle music is in Ireland and Scotland, all over um, Eastern Europe. Um, and lots of people came from there to the United States. And, um, you know, for me, I'm coming kind of from more of a New Orleans, Louisiana perspective because that's where I call home. And, um, and that's the place that kind of inspired me to search into um, my, my Haitian roots and um, to explore Haitian music. And New Orleans Creole musician Layla McCalla. In that first set, she sang A Day for the Hunter, A Day for the Prey, followed by three Creole songs, La Place en Tout, Monsieur La Table, Lati Bonite, and Messie Bondier. After this short break, come with me down to the vault for a visit with my old pal Mark Jones. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. I've been thinking lately about dulcimers. Um, we just had a, our annual dulcimer jamboree here at the Folk Center, and I'm going to head down to the vault and see if Mark Jones has got any dulcimer music for us. Hey, Mark. Hi, Dave. How are you? Well, I'm good. You know, I, we just had our dulcimer jamboree, 
and uh, had some fine hammered dulcimer players on the stage. And I was thinking about a guy who used to come here uh, a lot from Michigan, Jay Round. Do you remember Jay? I sure do. Jay was a real good friend of mine. In fact, he came here probably eight, nine years when uh, the Folk Center first opened up and we had our festival here every year. And he would come up and play on the shows. Plus, he played for a lot of the dulcimer weekends that was going on back then. you think it'd be hard to find uh, some of his music here? Oh, no. I run across some just the other day. It's right here. My gosh, you've got everything down um, here. I got a mind like a steel trap. Yeah, rusty, huh? <laughs> Real rusty. But this is a good uh, recording of some Irish ballads and, and songs that he did one evening here at the Folk Center. Well, let's listen to a little bit of Jay Round. All right.
Well, that's the Jay I remember, all right. That's great. He's really fine. Yeah, he was a fine player. That's a great instrument, too, the old hammered dulcimer. Related a lot, I think, to a piano. It's got hammers that strike the strings, just like a piano does. It is. Uh, many instruments came from the hammered dulcimer. The uh, harpsichord, the piano, a lot of different instruments came from the hammer dulcimer. Well, it was great to hear Jay round again after all these years. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thank you. Layla McCullough's debut album, Very Colored Songs, a tribute to Langston Hughes, was named 2013's Album of the Year by the London Sunday Times and Songlines magazine and received additional raves from a number of other publications, including the New York Times, Boston Globe, and Offbeat, for its haunting mixture of music and message. Let's get back to more of her 2017 live performance at the Ozark Folk Center.
you know? Um, and so uh, I, I kind of ha had that same feeling about, especially a lot about the Haitian um, troubadour songs that um, are so unknown in the United States, who might, you know, they might be well known in Haiti, but that's a really small part of the population. So I think that that's one of the, um, the benefits of being Haitian American, of like sharing these two identities, is uh, being able to um, translate the songs and, and try to connect them to, you know, American culture and American concepts. And um, yeah, I think that that's a, a, a powerful thing to be able to do. I'm, I'm really lucky. And she died in pain She danced in sunshine And laughed in rain She went one summer morning Where the flowers spread the plain She told everybody She'd be coming back again a song that I learned from a friend of mine. It's called Salongadu. And um, Salongadu, it turns out, is the name of a girl. And the only words to the song are Salongadu, Kote Piti Filaye, which means, where has the little girl gone? And, uh, and so, you know, this brought up so many questions for me. Um, you know, who is this little girl? Who is Salongadu? That's not like a 
traditional name. I've never met anyone of that name or heard of anyone naming their child that. But here's this traditional song called Salon Gadu. And, um, and that just you know, made me think about um, all of the mysteries of, of Louisiana history and you know, who this girl might have been and, and why this girl, why this song might have been written. There's got to be some truth to the story somewhere. And so I always imagine this as a Salon Gadu's mother and the women in her life searching for her um, and, and singing this song. that I was really drawn to the melodies in the music because I noticed that a lot of the times there would be these crooked melodies, like these seven bar phrases, but that were so in time and so rhythmic and so natural. And I was really struck by that. Um, and then I sent a lot of MP3s to my dad who helped me translate them because I'm not a, a fluent Creole speaker. 
and um, my comprehension has gotten better, you know, since I started getting into this music. But um, sometimes I understand words, but I don't understand the whole meaning, you know. And, uh, and so I sent those recordings to my dad, and he would email me back these translations with like footnotes about the cultural context and, you know, um, provided me with so much information to not only understand Creole, but also understand the world that these songs were created in. Four more interesting songs by Layla McCalla. Layla sang Heart of Gold, Girl, Salangadu, and Blue Runner. Incidentally, Layla was accompanied in her show by her husband, Daniel Tremblay, on guitar, banjo, and triangle, and by Free Farrell on viola. We'll be back with this week's guest host segment after this break. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Our friend Charlie Sandage is a musician, songwriter, and a dedicated student of folk music history. 
Here's Charlie. The Ozarks. What image does that conjure up for you? Cultural isolation, maybe backwardness, or striking scenic beauty, a serene mountainscape oasis in the great space between the Smokies and the Rockies. Geographically, the several regions of the Ozarks stretch from eastern Oklahoma to southeast Missouri, some say even into southwest Illinois. But most of us envision it as straddling a good part of the Arkansas-Missouri border. What if I said the Ozark Mountains? A surprise lies in wait in that phrase. Geologists tell us that the Ozark Mountains aren't really mountains at all. Angela Chandler, geologist supervisor for the Arkansas Geological Survey. Uh, well, in geology, in order for a group of mountains to be true mountains, they need to be formed by a mountain building event. They need to be formed due to plate tectonics. So the Ozarks are referred to by geologists for the most part as the Ozark Plateaus because they're not considered a true mountain belt such as the Washita's because they are just on the flank of the Ozark Dome which was formed due to volcanics, not actually mountain building and plate tectonics like the Washita's. Why then do the Ozarks look and feel like mountains? Years ago, I heard an old Ozarker say, Around here, the mountains aren't all that high, but the valleys are awful deep. Angela Chandler, speaking as a well-trained geologist, explains and winds up with language that sounds a lot like the old-timer. In some areas, the plateaus are dissected deeply by streams. And the reason they are dissected is because of all of the uh, melting waters coming out of the glaciers, you know, during the Pleistocene. So it's not that the mountains or the, we say mountains just as a general term, probably as a geographic term rather than geologic term. It's not that they're so high and they're two mountains. It, it's that they have been dissected so deeply the valleys are very deep. The story of how the Ozark region was formed begins around 600 million years ago in what geologists call the Precambrian era. It starts in the fire and heat of volcanoes. In the Missouri portion of the Ozark, southern Missouri, there were uh, volcanics going on. There were um, some ash flows, and, and uh, there was an igneous rock there called rhyolite that was uh, deposited by this ancient volcano that would have existed there. And as you can imagine, as this is uh, pushing up, it's creating a dome-like appearance. And that's where we get the term Ozark Dome and continues in the spread of a shallow sea. So then after we had these uh, volcanic events, <clears throat> a majority of this area was covered by shallow oceans. Um, we did have some rocks being deposited just due to weathering of, of the material, the granites and rhyolites that were deposited there, forming the first rocks in the Cambrian. But in the Ordovician period, we have the greatest covering of land by water, by oceans, shallow oceans. The deposits left behind by that sea in different parts of the Ozarks and in different eras left the skeleton on which the Ozarks are built, limestone that would sometimes dissolve, leaving scores of smaller caves and monumental structures like Blanchard Spring Caverns, just 14 miles from the Ozark Folk Center, sandstone that would form dominating bluffs but sometimes flake off chunks at their base, 
leaving shelter caves for the use of the earliest Native Americans. And only a 10-mile drive from just north to just south of Mountain View, a visitor will travel through an actual cross-section of the Ozarks. Well, from the White River around the Allison area and Sillamore, you're actually, the river has cut down into the Salem Plateau. So you're in Ordovicianage rocks. Then as you head south, up the hill toward Mountain View, you're going to go through Ordovician formations to get to the Mississippian Age Boone formation, which caps the Springfield Plateau surface. And the town of Mountain View itself sits on a sandstone called the Batesville Sandstone. It kind of forms its own little kind of wide plateau surface, not officially one of the Ozark plateaus. And then as, you, as you're going even farther south, up the hill out of Mountain View, you're going to um, continue through Mississippian Age units until you get to the top of the hill and you're gonna get into Pennsylvanian age units, then you're on the Boston Mountains Plateau surface, which is the highest plateau surface. It's the most rugged, so it has the deepest valleys and the highest relief of any of the plateau surfaces that we see in the Ozarks. Jeff Quinn of the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission on what you might see out of your window as you make that drive. The, the region kind of around the White River and the Ozark Folk Center is predominantly a deciduous forest area with lots of pastures. There's large valleys in the area, and they get larger as you get closer to the White River. And on the river itself, there's large bluffs that are often multicolored. They're really quite beautiful. The landscape is a karst topography landscape. So in the area around there, there's lots of spring creeks um, and springs. Many of them are of crystal clear waters. So in general, it's a, it's, it's a very beautiful landscape and uh, a lot of folks from where I'm from like to call it God's country. However you might see it, this is the setting in which the traditional culture celebrated by the Ozark Folk Center was cradled. Thanks, Charlie. This week's featured artist, Layla McCullough, is a former member of the Carolina Chocolate Drops, an all-black, old-time string band based in Durham, North Carolina. Some other members of the Chocolate Drops have been featured on this show, Dom Flemons and Hubby Jenkins. All of the Chocolate Drops are fine solo musicians as well, and Layla is no exception. Here are three more fine songs from Layla McCullough. Thank you. 
Right, absolutely. And I mean, as a singer, that gives you so much motivation. Um, but I think um, it also, you know, if I was just to get up there and, and say word for word what the songs meant without, you know, trying to um, paint the picture of the significance of this song in, in this culture, um, I think I'd be doing a disservice to the songs. So I try to do that without, you know, uh, beating people over the head with it. And that's, that's not an easy balance, because sometimes you have to beat people over the head with the information that they need, you know? Um, but yeah, I try not to be too pedantic. If a man has money today, people don't care if he has cocoa bean. If a man has money today, people don't care if he has cocoa bean. He can commit murder and get off free. Live in the governor's company, but if you are poor, people tell you, shoot, a dog is better than you. People 
It's also, uh, you know, Louisiana music made me fall in love with Haitian music. And so I feel like I'm kind of trying to trace this uh, migration that's happened musically. Um, but I, I realize that, that that exists in all forms of music. Um, to me, all music is folk music. So it's, you know, a lot of people say, like, you know, it all, it all comes from some tradition at some point somewhere. Um, and so uh, I definitely... Um, I'm really struck by, by the culture here in, in Mountain View um, because I, I think it's so rare to have a community of people who are so um, aware of that and, um, and understand how important it is to gather people around that, the music, you know, to keep those songs alive because otherwise what happens to the music? You know, music that doesn't get played doesn't survive. Maman voye m'pese café woy Anaïvam na supotage Antamam réritim Maman voye m'pese café woy Anaïvam na supotage Antamam réritim Oh, some of the lacaille, les marines. 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 Mamma, for your busy cafe. Maman voye m'pese café woy Anaïvam na spotage Anta ma mwere retem 
New Orleans-based Creole musician Layla McCalla. We faded into that set with her Man Man Muen, followed by When I Can See the Valley, Money is King, and finished up with Peze Cafe. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Find out all about us at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com or come visit us here in Mountain View, Arkansas, the folk music capital of the world. For Ozark Highlands Radio, this is Dave Smith. See you next week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. And by Stone Bank, with deep roots in Mountain View and a deep respect for those who preserve our heritage. More information about what it means to bank Boulder is at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.